0: from the abyss, aka podcasting from a spare bedroom in exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Evenness Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff.
1: And I'm Ashley. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge our assumptions and yours too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves.
2: So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear in this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, don't go that shit. shit.
0: What you got there? I have a
2: beer. I see that. Kind of surprising. You got a you know? tall boy. Found this in the um, my, my local place, Hop Screen and Vine. It yeah, has a section that has all kinds of just weird singles to try out. And so this one's called Almanac. It's a robust coffee stout from Alameda. California. So it's a stout brew with coffee and vanilla bean. So I'll be a wide awake drunk.
0: There you go. It's pretty good. I made another trip out last Saturday to your Decab Farmer's Market. That's what it's called. It's not the oh, DeKalb. it's not mine. It's not. No, well, that's what it's called. It's called you called Saturday? I went on a It was it's crazy. Insane. You're a brave, yeah, I know.
1: brave, man. I know.
0: That place is is a madhouse most days. And I went in there and got nothing but wine. And I'll tell you why. I got a case of wine with tax ninety two fifty. Mm-hmm. They're that much cheaper. And it was mix and match. It wasn't like I went and bought a case of this. Right. Yeah, yeah I got 12 individual bottles of, of different wines. I can't and believe you only bought I, wine I, there, I, I saved... It, he was a man on a mission. Like a dollar fifty to two dollars a bottle. Yeah. On a, but, but yeah, there's so much there. I mean, you can get so
1: many good spices there for cheap, cheap, cheap.
0: Seafood and mm-hmm. meat and, and live and crustaceans and just you know all kinds of things. Typical male shopper versus female shopper. It was I was on a mission. You know, sound the horn, get battle troops together. We went on a a wine finding mission. We found twelve bottles, put them in a case, threw them in the trunk, and came home. And this is an Italian blend. It is. Basically, a third each of Merlot, Cabernet, and Sangiovese. Oh, you might want to check that for the virus. Yeah. It's from Italy. And usually I have Jerry (laughs) pronounce my Italian wine name, so I'm going to let Ashley fill in.
1: I would say Vittiano.
0: That's what I was going to go with, Mm -hmm. yeah. This is a 2016 blend. Very good. And you like it too?
1: Yeah, Don let me have a little bit of his. Yeah, she um, we're
0: sharing one, so it's yeah. two on one wine versus beer when it's usually, yeah. usually yeah. it's the other way around in here.
1: I, however, brought my favorite sparkling water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you rebel. Waterloo yeah.
1: Waterloo, which I know thanks to Footy Mob and the tailgates for Atlanta United because this is what the folks from Deep Eddy Vodka bring to mix with oh, the vodka drinks oh, nice. in our tailgates and it is my favorite of the flavored sparkling waters over LaCroix and Bubbly
0: and what flavor is that? This
1: is Black Cherry I was going to say I if can smell it yeah. Good. Some, you're welcome yeah. to and this is just, just plain water
0: Right from the tap. Bartow County's best.
1: Well, it, well, no, <laughs> it uh, went into my Brita filter oh, okay. picture first. That's from home? Yes. That's Cobb home. County. Yes, it's Cobb County water. There you go. So, thank you guys for having me back. Well, again, thank you for joining us again on, yes. on, on short notice. Yes,
0: so, uh, yes. Episode 61, I have no cute number nothing. It's one yeah. after 60. It's just one after 60. Yeah. That's all I got. So,
1: I'm glad you can still count.
0: You know, it was funny because you texted me, and you said, I got this one topic I want to talk about. And I was like, okay. And you're like, socialism. I was like, oh, that. That one thing. That, topic. That, that one little thing. Yeah. That won't take no time. Well.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. So this was based off the last um, debate, and that was Nevada, right? Is that where they... That was the I mean, WWE Charles, right. debate. Yeah, the there was Charles, just one. Charleston, Charleston was the like latest one. Wednesday night. Oh, okay. That Tuesday night. Tuesday, Tuesday night. Like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm losing track of time. Yeah. All happening so fast. But we knew this was going to happen because, you know, Bernie is right now, you know, the, the leader so far.
0: And I had a question about that, because one of the things I've heard is the further left vote is not being split as much as the centrist left vote is being split amongst the other candidates, the Klobuchar's, the Buttigieg's, the Biden's, where... If you've got half and half, then Bernie's got half, and they're dividing up the other half. But I don't understand why Warden isn't getting as big a slice of that far-left pie that Bernie seems to be getting, if that is the case. Yeah, she's lost some traction, and I
2: don't know the reason behind that declaration here. She's who I am in favor of right now because she's progressive on most policies that I'm in agreement with. And, she and Bernie are pretty much in lockstep. Yes. But he uses the word democratic socialist and which she does not. She says I'm a capitalist. Where where this topic, you know, came to the forefront for me is because you had all these other moderate candidates up there throwing the, the, the socialism the shit at the at Bernie just like the Republicans are doing. Are going to. Yeah, if, if well, Bernie if Bernie doing does it now. get
0: they're doing it now if okay. he does get the nomination you're going to have a year of Donald Trump calling Bernie a communist. I mean, he's going to go right past well, socialist. It, you can right, forget socialist. Right, right. I mean, he, he doesn't dog whistle. He well, yells and, and that's, from the top of the hill. Right, and that's you know. my point. I mean, you have yeah. other
2: people too. Uh, David Perdue has been tweeting yeah. stuff about that also. But to have your own party being – which one was it? They called him a communist or –
0: I don't remember anybody calling I think him that a was Bloomberg. Bloomberg. I, think I don't remember used... him calling him a communist. He's, he's I remember mm. him saying the the one social the, the biggest socialist on the stage is a millionaire with three houses. What did I miss? I, I remember that one. but I don't remember anybody calling him a I, communist. Okay, well, I'll have to go back and think.
2: But anyway, I mean, may be wrong. I mean, you know. but you know to be eating your own. Yeah. just was a little bit uh, disconcerting to me. You know because we need to pull this thing together. If he's the guy, he's the guy. That word socialism. Has a real you know, negative term, and it was intentional. Starting back Gee, after if there, FDR, if there
0: only was another term that had a had a negative connotation to it that you could just throw around and and pin on people like like oh, like atheism in a similar vein, where it's a loaded term. Well, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and in fact, you know, that was the history:
2: is the evangelicals and the Republicans back after FDR merged those two together, where socialism was an atheist program, and so that was the one-two punch. about anybody that's an atheist must be a socialist, yeah. And a socialist must
0: know, be an atheist, right? That kind of thing. But when before that, there was a very large strain of socialism running through Christianity.
2: Well, I, I was going to go back further, you know, through politics, starting with, mm-hmm. you know, FDR is one that because of the, the depression, which was caused by, you know, an overcorrection of capitalism. Yes. You know, because it was off the rails. And, you know, we had it again. What was it? 2007, 2008. Was that yeah, the last? The bull. Almost recession or, you know, it was almost a depression. But back in that day, it was to kind of correct. So that's where he had all kinds of socialist type policies. That drug us out of that. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then the Medicare for all thing, you know, people think that's a new idea. No, actually, you know, that was, I think FDR was trying to attempt that. Truman also was one that tried to bring that
0: to the forefront. Yeah, drive. Bernie kept trying to make that point during the debate, that this, yeah, is, not this a, is not a radical new idea. This right. is something that was proposed 100 years ago. Right. And, and so that's the
2: thing, is these policies are not communist-type ideas. These, these are progressive social programs that other countries, the Scandinavian countries...
0: Every major industrialized country yeah. in the world, for the most part. England, Canada. Yeah, you know, France. Some, most of them have some
2: kind of a... But we do not. And so, you know, you look at the policies that he's talking about, there's nothing radical about them. So to use that word as, as a negative derogatory term is just upsetting to me. And, you know, and you look at Martin Luther King Jr., Mm-hmm. was basically a democratic socialist as well. Yeah, maybe a lot of people don't realize that.
1: So why don't you give, just in case all of our listeners are not well-versed in exactly the nuances of all of these, why don't you explain briefly what a democratic socialist is?
2: Okay. So, yeah, versus a, a communist socialist. Right. I'm on the page for the democratic socialist of America. Democratic socialists believe that both the economy and society should be run democratically. To meet public needs. And just to put a point on that, if you look at capitalism, corporations mm-hmm. are not democratically run whatsoever. You know, mm-hmm. basically you have a kingdom. You have a king, the CEO, and a board who are his court gestures or whatever, running the company.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah,
2: yeah. but I'm saying, you know, yeah. but you have that handful of people that are making decisions for hundreds, thousands of people. Hundreds of thousands. And yeah. so the employees have no say in what their futures are, you know, one form of this we've had but gone away from it is unions. Yes, unions had a voice; they had a seat at the table. That's one of the things that Bernie's proposing is to have. I don't know if he's if it's one or two, how many people. That are employees on the board of directors. So they do have a voice. Because without that voice, that's how we've come to have this disparity in wages where you have that the one percent, you know, the CEOs like Bloomberg making what's he got? Like he's worth sixty billion dollars or something like that. Of course he spent some of that on, on ads. But during this debate also he he said that I made this money and, and Bernie corrected him, said oh, I think you had some employees that yeah. kind yeah. helped out a little bit. And so that's that's that thing, is is most corporations don't really consider the employees mm-hmm. anything other than an item on the spreadsheet. Disposable, so people get laid off without having any kind of choice about it. But I digress. That's one of the big things is to run the economy and society democratically. And that's not where we are right now. Let mm-hmm. I meet mean, public needs not to make profits for a few. To achieve more than a just society, many structures of our government and economy must be radically transformed through greater economic and social democracy, so that ordinary Americans can participate in many decisions that affect our lives. If if we call ourselves a democracy, then why aren't we applying that to other areas of our life? That makes total sense to me.
0: That's why it won't work. <laughs> <laughs> because it makes sense to me. Makes, well, no, not just you. It makes, it makes sense in general. So it'll never right. fly. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Because
2: you have you know wealthy capitalists like Bloomberg, you know, that are trying to to make sure that this doesn't change. And some of the other people running in the Democratic Party that don't want to shake things up, they want to kind of keep that status quo. That's... But, you know, Marxism or socialism basically is kind of, if you look at the yin and yang thing, it's a critique of capitalism. So it's not saying that capitalism is going to go away. It's like we need to make some tweaks to make capitalism work. And I also see nothing wrong with that. We should be critiquing our systems, especially when you see depressions and recessions. People are worried about the last few days of stock market dives. That's, again, corporations that are making judgments without employee input.
1: Then my financial advisor sent out an email saying, don't worry. Don't
2: worry. Be happy. Don't
1: worry. We've seen this kind of thing before stick with it. I'm deliberately not checking my portfolio. Investments <laughs> is, is a long haul Yeah, uh, Yes, proposal? that's right. They are.
2: But those fluctuations in the market, the downturns, recessions are a part of capitalism. Yeah. They, there's just no way around it. So what are you guys' thoughts on, you know, I've been kind of rambling on here. But.
1: So full disclosure for me, as much as I am somewhat of a political junkie and generally thrive during this season. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: scary. This is your lifeblood? This I is, have
1: yeah. not watched a single debate. Mm. I have not decided who I will be supporting in the primary. I know who I will not be supporting in any capacity in the 2020 election. In general, my life is probably not going to change too significantly one way or the other, regardless of which person gets the Democratic nomination for president. I just want people talking facts and plans and stuff that's not very sexy. But that's one thing I like about Elizabeth Warren is she does have a plan for anything that she's talking about. She mm-hmm. is an economist. I always enjoyed watching her on The Daily Show with Jon Stewart because she knew what she was talking about with it. Um, I think
0: that's where I first discovered her. Yeah. It was when she would come on there. And I didn't really know who she was. Not that I'm the barometer of national status. But she hadn't made a national splash at, mm-hmm. at that point. I remember... And I liked her.
2: Well, she hadn't been in
0: politics all that long either, really. Mm-hmm. Right.
1: She was a professor, right, an economics right. professor for mm-hmm. a long time.
0: But when she was heading up the whole consumer advocacy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, division, that was that was, that was extremely true. impressive.
1: It was. And, you know, when there were still like 25 people in the Democratic field, I did take one of those. Who do you align with most? And it, I think I said I align the most with Buttigieg. But if you're going to throw around the word socialist, know what it means. Use it the right way. Bernie's probably more of a democratic socialist than a true socialist. Well, that's what he calls calls himself. But that's
0: the reason that they're throwing it around is because people don't know the true meaning and and won't do the research. And that's –
1: we're going to come back to that later.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Put a pin in that.
1: In recommendations. There you go. Yes. (laughs) I have a very jaded view on all of it right now. And I wish I were more in tune with the discussion. I'm disappointed in myself for not being more involved right now. And I have a lot of research to do before our primary on March 24th to decide who is going to get my vote on that day and go from there. But
2: yeah, the thing to understand is there was a survey in one of the articles I posted here on the millennials where the majority of them that you're know, like thirty and under are fine with socialism or those those ideas.
1: It's so. really interesting because Nicholas Kristof and his wife have recently published a book called Tightrope, but he's talking about how this generation is less well off than the generations yes. before that we have more people dying of completely preventable issues and everything. And I think that may be where some of that is coming from, is that a lot of these millennials are coming up in an era where the status is clearly not quo, and you're working really hard, and it's almost like being a hamster on a wheel. I think that's probably what's saying if all of this stuff isn't working shouldn't we try something else? Yeah, a good example
2: mm-hmm. of that for the millennials is they're coming out of college most of them with huge debt. Back in my day, a long time ago, when I went to college, I could actually do a, you know, work part-time, had an apartment and could afford to pay tuition. Now, you know, I went mm-hmm. local, I didn't I didn't, you know, go away to college, I didn't have dormitory, but college was actually affordable yeah. for you know, middle-class Americans. When I got out of there, I didn't have huge debt looking me in the face. Everything was all paid off. And now you look at the cost of college. We had two kids go through college, and yeah. we know
0: what it costs. And They come out saddled yeah. with thousands, tens and hundreds of thousands right. of dollars worth of debt. And there's no jobs waiting for them. And a lot of times, well, it depends that, on what you go into, yeah, no. but but yeah, a lot of, a lot them are, of times there's are no waiting jobs tables. waiting for you when you come out. I
2: think that's a big thing. So when, when Bernie's talking, and I, I'm not quite sure, does Warren talk about free tuition? Doesn't she, or am I mistaken on that?
1: I don't know if she talks about free tuition. I know she has some plans around. She has thoughts around how egregious the affordable. crazy student loan. Yeah,
2: as far as debt, yeah, yeah debt relief yeah. to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it used to be high school. That's paid by uh, Mm -hmm. the government, and that used to be enough of an education to get you on on your way.
1: But there is a town, I think it's in West Virginia somewhere, that started doing signings where there are still, like, quote-unquote blue-collar jobs, but are good-paying, skilled labor jobs, and they started doing signing days for students going oh, to nice. apprenticeships like, at these. So, like,
0: instead of the kid going to LSU as a cornerback, it's, right. it's the kid that's going to be a tool and die maker. Right, and, and they're taking nice. the apprenticeship. And Very they're sort of making a big
1: deal about that. That's too. cool. And, I'm
0: uh, taking my talents to Lucent Technologies or, right. <laughs> or whatever. But, but, yeah. You
1: know, we need to champion the same way our two-year degree programs yeah, and yep, champion yep. that maybe Technical going colleges. Right. Maybe that, going mm-hmm. to Chattahoochee Tech for two years before you transfer to Kennesaw or Georgia State or Georgia Tech or wherever else. There's nothing wrong with any of that. And so while there's stuff that can be done from a regulatory perspective to lower some of these crazy costs and and, and I speak of this as somebody who was fortunate enough to have parents who could pay for my education. Yeah. But I see what a lot of my friends are going through with all of it. But we also need to stop being snobs about everything, too, right. and right. and recognize that there's nothing wrong with doing a job that doesn't require a four-year degree. Oh, absolutely, work, honest work is honest work. And I
2: mean, most of the construction trade, you know, like plumbing, yeah. electricians, that kind of stuff, you can't export those jobs. Mm-hmm. You can't. You and when can't you need ro- a
1: plumber, you need a plumber. Right. And
2: you can't send a robot. <laughs> Not in a to robot. Do that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. those jobs aren't going to be replaced like
0: manufacturing. Now I have jobs, seen a bricklaying robot. They have a masonry robot mm-hmm. that can lay brick. Yeah. Better and quicker, more precise mm-hmm. than, than a bricklayer. It's it's pretty amazing to watch yeah. them.
2: I mean, that's the other the other thing that that's, that's why I wish Andrew Yang was still yeah. kind of in the conversation because mm-hmm. he was the one that was kind of looking at you know about what AI can can do to jobs down the road. There's no job that's really that Safe, safe
1: it's a little terrifying what AI is. Capable. Well, they're talking about they're... in the not
0: too distant future, as much as half of the jobs going away. They're going to have to do something.
2: I mean, you know, that's the thing is nobody's really thinking mm-hmm. about what the ramifications of these robotics and AI and all that, like, you know, the self-driving trucks that everybody's moving towards quickly. So uh, so all those jobs are going to be basically wiped out. So, you know, where do those guys go?
0: The, there's always been jobs for the person that, that didn't go to college or didn't necessarily graduate from high school. There, a, a woman could always get a job waitressing. Mm-hmm. And make a you know a livable wage. A guy could always get a job driving a truck, mm-hmm. and those jobs are going those jobs are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. So to kind of loop back around to the socialism kind of yeah. thing,
2: that's where having employee involvement in let's slow this down a little bit. You know, we have all these people mm-hmm. that are depending on you know this company for a living. So if you all of a sudden and you know they they go to these robots and all that just to increase profits,
0: they don't yeah. care about. But people. don't you
1: think we, as consumers, own some of that, too? Right,
0: absolutely.
1: I yeah. mean, that, yeah. that's we, where I we keep we want going it cheaper. Too. We want
0: it yesterday. Yeah. We want it—
1: Policy and regulation is we good. You know, we want it in blue. We want it— For know. a lot of things. But we, as, as consumers, have to own our own responsibility in this, too, is we don't want to pay $3 extra or $10 extra for something so that someone gets a fair, livable wage or is able to afford health care— Because they're not just a part-time employee anymore or something like that. And I don't know how we fix that part of the problem.
2: That's an interesting conundrum because, you know, like Mm -hmm. Amazon is a real good example of that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, most – I think the Amazon trucks we see driving around, I think they're independent contractors, my understanding. I don't think too many of those are directly – Owned
0: by Amazon? Right,
2: yeah. So, in other words – Amazon doesn't have to worry about paying them, you know, a wage or insurance or anything like that. So an independent contractor has to source that stuff out on their own.
1: I feel very ambivalent, say, about the self-checkout lines and lanes at the grocery store because I use them about half the time because I can get in and get out with it. But I understand that's taking a job from someone, too. There's enough people
0: that hate them. Then well, you don't and, have to and, worry. And, there's, and, there's uh, having worked retail, there's enough people mm-hmm. that absolutely hate. But the reason you use them is
2: because they don't staff the other lanes. I have that at Kroger. mm -hmm. Like A lot of times they'll
0: just have one lane open. I'd prefer to do that checkout rather than the self-checkout. So you'd you'd rather go through a single employee at a single register ringing up individual customers as opposed to, say, like a Walmart or a Home Depot or something that has multiple self-checkout lanes with one employee running for overrides and anything Mm -hmm. like that, where eight or nine people theoretically, could be checking out at the same time. No, I I understand. <laughs> it depends
1: on the sense of urgency on the yeah. other person's right. part, too. But I'm yeah. saying
0: that the company is kind of
2: tilting it, so you use the automated checkout.
1: Oh, That's yeah. That's why they, mm-hmm. they
2: don't staff the other lanes very well, because then you get out, you know, you see the long lines they get, or whatever you It's to, like, to, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm just
0: going to go over here. Yeah. Because yeah.
2: they make more profit on it's self-checkout. It's the same thing
0: like a casino. The more slot machines you have, you know, slot machines not going to call out. It's not going to be sick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's right. going to be there 24-7. It's a robot. Yeah. Same. And thing. It's always yeah. going to
1: hit the winning hand yeah. right after I walk away from it. <laughs> <laughs> but one other thing you brought up with socialism that when we were kind of doing some of the pre-show talk is the religious. The religious oh. Yeah, um, the religio- religiosity.
0: Yeah. Love that word. So yeah. Religiosity.
2: So to back up one second is, you know, for atheists or secular humanists, socialism or those kind of attributes make a lot more sense knowing.
0: Well, that's yet to be determined. We're, we're going to talk about that. Okay.
2: Well, I'm saying, you know, so we know that this <laughs> life is it. There's no afterlife. So we want to make the most of mm-hmm. this life. Okay. So if we're just a cog in the wheel at a company working, well, I say nine to five. Most people work well beyond well that. Well, well before and well past. And, and so, you know, is that your desired way to spend your time? Is yeah. Is that a fulfilling mm-hmm. life? Yeah. A lot of people, you know, retirement age keeps getting pushed back, you know, because of Social Security and all kind of stuff. So a lot of people, you know, as soon as they retire, it, you know, maybe they die before retirement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you haven't had a fulfilled life, you know, working under the current system.
1: It's a tough call, right, because there's room for personal responsibility in some of this stuff, too. For example, say I did a little bit of stupid debt and I want to pay that down. Well, then maybe I don't need Hulu and Netflix and BritBox and, and, and. Cut that kind of stuff down. But we also have a big problem now where there are people who start out three steps behind and everything seems stacked against them to catch up. And what do we do in that scenario? Started to have a discussion with a friend of mine who is Catholic and she brought this up. I try not to no. s- talk a whole lot of politics with her. <laughs> she was talking about how corrupt Warren and Sanders are. And, and I don't know. This was out of the blue. I don't know where that came from with it. And I made a joke because we were in public. And I was like, well, you know, I think all politicians have some level of corruption to them or something like You know, just trying to yeah. smooth it on and talk about it. And she was talking about how happy she is about her bank account right now and her stock portfolio. This was, of course, before
0: the... yeah last couple of days? Yeah, before mm-hmm. the
1: coronavirus thing. Yes. And she actually said, I only care about how it affects me. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, well, I care about how it affects me, but I also care about, try to care about and, and do things for people who don't have all of the advantages that yeah. I have. Yeah. And that led... To some other stuff that I'm not going to go into here, but it really shocked me. For as much as you talk Her about approach. how often you're in church yeah. and all this stuff, and that I mean, I can understand if you say compassion. I, 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 I right, right, right.
0: care more about what affects me.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, well, sure. I, that's
0: just being honest, right? You know, of course. But to say that I only care about mm-hmm. what affects me,
1: and I don't think she it, it actually went
0: into dickish that. You know? I,
1: it, the way it came across when yeah. she said it but yeah. those are the words that she used and I was like well you know I, no kid asks to be born I kind of would like all children to be able to have full bellies and yeah. not worry about if they're going to eat tonight or tomorrow or next week anyway we, I had to change the subject because she it went downhill very fast I didn't want to go there especially like I said in public but it just sort of shocked me and made me think well where is I'm not saying I'm that being an atheist makes me better with it. But I would say to the point that you made and that Frank Turner talks about in in his song, Glory Hallelujah, is if you accept that there's an end game and we haven't got much time, then this is the life that we have. We need to do what we can here and now for everyone and, and make this world as good of a place as we can for everybody.
2: That's where you're talking about Christians
1: mm-hmm. coming
2: down on, on capitalism versus socialism. And there's a huge split between... I will say white evangelicals, there's a distinction, and progressive Christians. You can say it.
0: Go ahead.
1: Mainly.
2: Well, uh, you can't necessarily say Well, mean, no, like the Jim Wallace because...
1: Sojourner Christians are different than... Yeah, okay. The ones,
2: the social gospel Christians, mm-hmm. I will say that. Because okay. some Methodists are social gospel Methodists.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Some are more white evangelical Methodists.
0: Okay.
2: So you can't lump all in there. But we had an article or an article that I uh, that I we looked at uh, saying five reasons that socialism is not Christian. And so this is based on the the white evangelical theology that discards the Beatitudes, basically, Mm -hmm. or any of the any of the, the teachings of Jesus that showed that socialist kind of nature to Jesus. They don't need that Jesus They need the Jesus that died on the cross to forgive their sins so they can go to heaven when they die. And this is a Christian post, which is, is this the same one that that the editor, I was going to mix up. Oh,
0: don't, oh, don't ask me that. Um, I don't. That wrote that. Christianity
1: Today. Christianity,
0: yeah. Oh, okay,
2: so this is a different one, but this is still an evangelical publication. And so she kind of goes through why socialism is not Christian. Of course, the
0: progressive Christians might argue argue with that. All right, so number one was socialism is based on materialistic worldview. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so she's
2: uh, talking about Bernie Sanders. His website declares the issue of wealth and income inequality is the greatest moral issue of our time. It's a great economic issue of our time, and it's a great political issue of our time. This betrays fundamental materialistic worldview, which is the basis of socialism. Is
0: a materialistic worldview fundamental to socialism?
2: so yeah to socialists all that really exists is a material world so there is no by and by there is no heaven when you die
0: and you know even progressive Christians but is that but is that true to a if I was a Christian and also a socialist I would not agree with that statement what to socialists all that really exists is a material world there's not a supernatural world there's just the world we live in. There's no afterlife. There's well, no... that's what I'm saying. So she's, yeah. she's, she's that's tying that into atheism, basically. Yeah. But yeah. she's saying that socialist, basically socialism and atheism or socialism and materialism are one in one in hand in a except right, right, with right. one. Right. But is, is that
1: a true statement to begin with? No,
0: absolutely I don't, we don't not. No, no. Yeah.
1: I think it's gener- a generalization. Yeah. Well, and also mm-hmm. she
2: goes on to say Karl Marx is the father of socialism, communism. No, he's not the father of communism. He started Marxism, and then the Soviet Union took,
0: took socialism. and ran with but that. she also yeah.
1: is an adherent of the prosperity gospel, too, as you can see a little further down here, because she's talking oh. about the parable of the talents. Those with good character tend to accumulate more, and those with bad character may lose everything they have. Yeah. So... You know, if you're a good person...
2: Well, yeah, and so you go on to the next thing, socialism punishes yeah. virtue. So, number two, so, yeah,
0: socialism punishes virtue. So, this is her number her number two statement of yeah. why... Bootstraps kind of... Christianity kinda is, is not... Right. So, <laughs> so, if you pull yourself
2: up by your bootstrap, bootstraps or whatever and you do well, you should be rewarded.
1: But know? what people don't realize is bootstraps were an aid to help you get your boots on. Yeah. So, you were le- using something else... To make life easier for you, yeah, it's very, it's a very <laughs> semantic <laughs> oh, thing, yeah, but it's yeah. like um, it doesn't mean quite what people think it means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: having bootstraps and no boots is
1: kind doesn't of help you out. It's worthless, no. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't
2: know if she was prosperity gospel. That that makes a whole lot more sense in what she's. Kind huh. of, I mean, kind I'm of just
1: inferring it. that from the parable of the talents reference oh, that yeah, she makes. Yeah.
0: Scrolling down, number three: socialism oh, endorses like, stealing. I like this one here. Okay, Barack so. Obama once
2: defended his socialist policy. So Obama was a socialist. Okay, by, by saying to a little girl, we've got to make sure that people who have more money help the people who have less money. If you have a whole pizza and your friend had no pizza, would you give him a slice? That sounds pretty Christian, right? Well, yeah, kind of Jesus did that. We were talking about, yeah. you know, the multiplying of the, fi- the loaves Fishes and loaves. Yeah. I mean, you just
0: take away that and, and, and insert pizzas, and that's pretty much the same parable. Yeah, what Christian wouldn't endorse sharing your abundance with someone who has nothing?
2: However, Obama wasn't endorsing people voluntarily sharing their wealth.
0: Oh, see, the Obama government. was saying so, that the government comes along and puts a gun in your face and right. takes one of your slices of pizza yeah. and gives it to your friend.
1: Exactly. So I hate that's
0: the difference. Yeah, stealing.
1: I hate to fact yeah. check this lady, but I actually looked up
0: <laughs> the pizza thing
1: at BibleGateway dot com. The parable of feeding the five thousand.
0: Okay. And I didn't know there was an actual number. Yeah. The stuff I learn on this podcast. Um, <laughs>
1: quoting Matthew 14, 13 through 21 from the New International v- Bible here is what I would like to Oh, the NIV? NIV? The
0: non-inspired version? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> this wasn't someone coming up and saying, here, please take my five loaves of bread and two fishes and... No, Jesus everybody. said, hey... Jesus said, bring it here. Give me your, fo- me fo- give me your loaves did. and fishes, so son. So it refutes her whole yeah. argument here that... Of course Christians would want to help but only when they're really prompted to do it just to say that the government it's stealing because the government has to do it well Jesus Only if
0: other Christians People are in the didn't room give watching. this
1: from an altruistic piece of the disciples I mean we don't have to quibble too much here but certainly you know Jesus said I don't think we're splitting hairs Jesus said no bring it here and you will feed them yes, with your yes, stuff yeah, so yeah. that I will take your food and, and feed all these people. people yes well yeah. jesus
2: had a gun under his robe yeah <laughs> so he said look at this kid right give it up i don't see where you know jesus in there said you know except if you know right. if, if it's a roman government asking it then you know screw
1: them well that's the y'all know i'm a big u2 fan and that's the thing that Bono, who is obscenely wealthy in his own right but gives away a fair amount of money. You know, the one thing that he talks about, too, is the number of times poverty and being poor is mentioned in the Bible, and it's a, it's a huge amount oh, yeah. compared yeah. to other things. What he brought up with it when I was doing some reading was, in the Bible, it doesn't say, help the poor for this reason or that reason, right, right, but not for this reason. Yeah. He yeah. said... The Bible says you help the poor. Yeah,
2: and if you and you
1: just if you that's what you do.
2: And how you treat the least
0: of these is, is how, how you treat, treat me. me, right? Yeah, yeah. But so it doesn't yeah. ever say, except for the moochers. Right. Fuck right. them. Right. right. Yeah. I don't remember do that. They're they're that. Lazy. They're lazy people. Yeah. yeah. That, you know. Are working three jobs.
1: Yeah, and that's not to say that. I mean, yes, fraud goes on. People take advantage of the system. You should not do that. But.
2: But Jesus never said, "Watch out for the fraudulent." Or they he, shall nope. not inherit the kingdom. didn't say that.
1: But even the people who are doing all the right things, living within their means, they have a job that gives them health care. Most people are only a major disaster away from complete financial oh, ruin. Right. Or bad illness or something. Yeah, yeah. And so That's usually really the case. That's a what I came A or an illness. Yeah.
2: Well, and again, you know, health care was something that we didn't. Years ago, didn't really need insurance for. That was something that doctors were affordable, medications were affordable, and and insurance costs have skyrocketed. Rocketed, and why? Because profits, you know. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: profit-driven market. You know? They're
1: all, are right. all very complex arguments, and unfortunately, I don't think we'll solve them all tonight. Oh, what? Come on, man! Well, the hypocrisy on some of this stuff really, yeah. really, really. Well, the cats me.
0: out of the bag now.
2: And the, the lies, you know, like. <laughs> Like this one, the socialists demonize the rich. Well, I I, and blaming all society's...
0: Socialism encourages envy and class warfare. Socialism demonizes the rich, blaming all of society's problems on them.
1: It's a fairly gross generalization again, too. I don't know
2: anybody that's running on the Democratic ticket that is slamming the wealthy, but how much wealth is enough? You know, like the case of of Bloomberg or uh, Bezos, how much wealth... Is enough. See,
1: that's where, no. I get, that's where I start, it gets to be a little itchy on mm. me when it starts doing that because I don't necessarily think that we should say, you can only have this much and then you can't have any more. But I do wish people would be more ethical and realize that if I can be this wealthy, there's an awful lot of good that I can yes. do with this. As a Jeff Bezos with Amazon, if I can be a hundred millionaire of some sort and not a multi-billionaire but everyone who works for me can have health care then this rounding error of wealth at this point in time right? Yeah, right is right. something that I should be able to right. absorb to make things better for the people, which I think is where you were going earlier with well, the definition there's a of, of democratic in the, socialism. And there's, right. and there's
0: different companies, mm-hmm. and, and there's different companies that, that run their companies differently. There's there's some companies that highly compensate mm-hmm. their employees. They're great jobs great companies to work for. Then there's other companies like Walmart, where we are... Subsidizing. Basically subsidizing right, right. The, their mm-hmm. employees because of how little they pay them when they are right. the wealthiest family in America.
1: And that, it, that, now, it, that's world, obscene. Yeah. Right, it right. is. That's why I don't have a problem with a moral war, for lack of a better way, quoting the piece here with, from post on Bernie's Facebook page. But it should be immoral. Yes, right. Like, right, I don't, right. I, I do have, I do, it makes me itchy to think that if I come up with the next great idea, which I'm not going to, but let's just say I did, and it made me an overnight billionaire. I don't know that some random person gets to say that I've got enough, but I hope that I maintain enough of my altruism to right, right, right. make life better for a lot of people who deserve it. Yeah, and, take a know, lot of people and along And that's a bad way to say too, not... Not deserve, no. But you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's kind of the struggle is you know the free enterprise system. You do want you don't want to discourage people from having the next
1: mm-hmm. idea
2: that's going to end up making them wealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to get to the point where you say I did all this, like Bloomberg did on that stage. But all, also without, you
0: you have for whatever reason the republicans have always been just masters at this as far as having people vote in their own worst interest yes in, like like mm-hmm. in this you 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 will have people that will show up at a rally and hold signs and yell and scream and and yeah. and get all worked up into a froth over and these are people that will never make over forty thousand dollars in their year, mm-hmm. in, in, in their life. But they will argue that you should not have a progressive tax over, you know, ten million dollars, you know, because they honestly believe that someday they may be one of those multi million dollar earners, and and they don't want the government taking their money.
1: Well, it's in, I have a relative who will vote Republican. But at the same time, complain how Social Security is being cut constantly. Did you read the most recent budget proposal? You know mm-hmm. who put that together? Yep. 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 <laughs> so, yeah.
2: Jeez. But, yeah, I mean, you look at some of the megachurches like Joel Osteen. You look at how much income he makes, the house, you know, a huge mansion he has, private jets, all kind of stuff. <clears throat> how many people that go to his church are, you know, just getting by by the skin of their teeth? There's that income, you know, the one percenters within their own church.
0: So we basically, you know, kind of shit all over this this woman's article. Uh, well, and this is basically—
2: and,
0: and I want to post a link to this because if nothing else, it's worth looking at if— to see behind the veil of this type of religious thought right but i
1: got a, i got a fact checker again on this socialism Uh-oh. seeks to destroy marriage and family yeah this family. is number
0: 5 yeah socialism seeks to destroy marriage and family
1: because in in the new testament didn't jesus tell his disciples to leave their families and come follow him so it wasn't like jesus was all big pro family either but
0: you're taking it out of context <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, I'm just reading the words that are in the but book. No, 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 no I'm so. sorry. By
0: simply reading the words in the order that they appear takes it out of context.
1: By the person yes. under the pseudonym of Matthew, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, I can tell by the yeah. fact that you don't have a hook
0: in your mouth that you're taking it out of context.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those arguments make me laugh a little bit because it's like, hello pot, this is kettle. Yeah, <laughs> I was just calling to say you're black. Yes. Yeah.
2: But... This is nothing new. Going back to FDR, Mm -hmm. that's Kevin Cruz's book, One Nation Under God. Mm -hmm. And so this goes back, you know, the evangelicals partner with corporations to form this kind of theology.
1: (laughs) I'm just kind of laughing at the Christian post there and then having the PETA ad for I'm me, not a meal to go vegan for Lent. Hmm. As an advertisement there, I, I just...
0: I am me, not a well, meal. But
1: it's 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 such a hippie thing and yeah. such a feel good thing to be talking about being vegan for a number of reasons is on this, the Christian yeah, post but side. It, no, well,
2: but this this is like individual advertisements now. So right,
1: it is. It's, so it's, it's is this Google? It's just one of those internet it, serendipity um, things that you see yes. sometimes. <laughs> I think
2: it's because Don's been kind of leaning towards the vegan, and that's no. why that ad's popping up in there.
1: It knows I'm in the room and I'm going. I'm, oh, I'm not okay. vegan. You're going but vegan I, for Lent? No, I'm not going vegan yeah. at all. But I am eating <laughs> mostly whole plant-based foods, comprising about ninety percent of my caloric intake now. So, that's
0: and it. keeping on brand, it's Heathen Forty, not Heathen Not, 40, not Lent. Not. Not Lent yes, that's right. We changed it.
1: We can just give up something because we want to. Are, are you doing it?
0: Because that just that was just today is Thursday. Lent mm-hmm. started yesterday.
1: Yesterday. Yesterday
0: was Ash Wednesday. Uh, mm-hmm. Fantuzzi was just this week. You're not doing anything. No, I'm not. No. I'm to take on things. You're bringing, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doing heroin for Lent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I don't know if if Jerry's got anything. I haven't going a on this year. Yeah, or not. he
1: usually does something for he usually Lent, does something every yeah. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I gave up Lent for Lent years ago, and have just stuck with that.
1: So growing up Methodist and in e- going to evangelical Baptist schools. Lent was a season, no. but they weren't ones that really sacrificed anything during Lent, so it was never really... A, I did it some in college, because I had friends doing it. Was it
0: one of those things that just kind of rolled around like a Jewish holiday, and you just kind of like, oh...
1: We're okay. in the Linton season no. now. Oh, but, uh, I
0: thought the Methodist Church. Some Methodists was still do, kind but the, of, uh, some of them do like like, that, yeah. like they'll
1: still do the, the ashes, ashes and everything. The but the ones we went to, they weren't ever a big thing about giving up something for forty days. Yeah, yeah I see less and less fashion.
0: people every year. To this year, I saw one person with ash on the forehead.
1: Several of my All friends day. had in their Facebook feed with their ashes on it, but okay. I, not anybody yeah. that I saw in I didn't person. I get out
0: on Wednesday to see I,
1: I just figure I'm a grown-up now, and if I want to give up something, I can give it up when I want to give it up. I don't have to wait for a special season of s- mental self-flagellation or whatever with it. Um, <laughs> I can just do that. And if Such I a Catholic term. It, if I want to give up, if I want to Take on a good habit. I can do that too because I think it's the right thing to do, not because of an arbitrary date.
2: But I thought of this mm-hmm. now, and you know that would have been a lot of fun on Wednesday to go out with a circle on my head. Is everybody else you got an X? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you playing tic tac toe? You should yeah. just get
1: yeah. a lightning <laughs> scar. You're a chosen one. <laughs> Zero for the just, block.
2: You just wonder what kind of looks you would you would get. But but you're right. I mean, since it's mostly uh, evangelicals out in my neck of the woods, there's not yeah. a lot of like, Jeff, churches. Jeff, you got something
1: on your forehead. What is that? A little dust. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your out of face, myself. man.
2: A <laughs> little <laughs> you know, smooch on there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised by this article in, in the least. But, I mean, that's what...
0: No, yeah, but that does give again. you a very nice look behind the scenes of the view of a non-social gospel Christian. Yeah, the white a, a white evangelical. Mm-hmm. Right. It's... White No, 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 no. There was, a, there was a term you used, and I forget what it was. It was screwed up theology. <laughs> hmm?
1: So socialism. We haven't really come down on one side or the other well, on it, except to say, know what the words mean.
2: Yeah. Know gonna, that
1: we're democratic socialism versus yeah. socialism in and of itself. Educate yourself.
0: And we will put... Wait, advocating for the state owning the means of production—that's not. That's not, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not, not democratic what socialism yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. It basically, in a
2: nutshell, it's democracy at work. Not at the workplace. An ethical,
1: an ethical democracy, way. more than the representative democracy that we currently have.
2: Well, and and the kingship that we have in corporations. Mm-hmm. So let's let's kind of think about moving that direction. We
0: had a second topic for tonight, and this is a, a case that's moving its way through the court system that could have very wide rippling effects.
1: Right. So we already know that with the Hobby Lobby case of a few years ago, that corporations
0: have religious views,
1: or have religious views, and that we're skewing on the side of religious views in a lot of ways. We also we're taking
0: a person's claim of what their strongly held, held religious, religious beliefs are mm-hmm. at face value.
1: We are. And okay. we also know that with the current makeup of our Supreme Court, that we are poised To continue in this realm, I'll leave it to everyone else to decide if they think that the president is pandering to certain groups with some of this religiosity freedom of religion or pro-religion with the bills that are being proposed and and giving the stakes here. but. The case that's kind of, you know, this is from the New York Times. There were two prison inmates in Michigan, proclaimed themselves adherents of the Christian identity religion. Now, I've
2: never heard of that before.
1: The, the, well, I'm
2: surprised as much... That's not a mainline
1: No, thing but as much as you have your
0: finger on the pulse of religion, it's basically Christianity with a, with a nice helping of KKK thrown in, just for good measure.
1: To some extent, yes, that is it. The two men said they couldn't pray with others because their religion demanded white separatism. Okay. They observed several Jewish holidays, including Passover and Yom Kippur, but they couldn't join Jewish inmates in prayer because the Jewish faith denies Jesus. The Christian identity movement is known to have extreme racist and anti-Semitic views mm, yeah. with the history of violence and ties to that fun group of sheet-covered people, the KKK. The argument that the prison made was saying if we give the Christian identity movement, a recognized place in the prison, it will pose a threat to the custody and security of the correctional facilities. Yeah. yeah. Because they're such a hateful group. So these two prisoners sued... Their
0: their strongly held religious beliefs are based on racism.
1: Yes. So they sued under the Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act.
0: Everybody knows that act.
1: And we'll talk about that act (laughs) in in, in a minute with what goes on with this. They lost in the federal district court, but this month, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit overturned that ruling, saying that the district judge had misapplied the law by weighing the prison's interest in safety as part of his analysis of whether the prison was placing an improper Mm -hmm. burden on the men's exercise of their chosen religion.
0: So, the safety of the other inmates took precedent over these guys' religious freedom. Freedom,
1: right. And they're saying that he put an undue purpose on that. So basically what this religious land use, from what I understand from reading this, that it really puts the burden on the government to yeah. prove that someone's religious view is not a sincerely held religious And
0: how do they view. exactly do they do that?
1: Right, <laughs> which is incredibly difficult to do, right?
0: First of all, I just want to say, I would like to thank these two prisoners
1: mm-hmm. for throwing
0: this hand grenade into this whole situation. Oh, yeah. For the, nothing else for the fact that the Satanic Temple didn't have to do this. They're basically doing what the Satanic Temple does on yes. a daily basis from a completely different angle.
1: They are, with the unfortunate backing of the Supreme Court's recent rulings in a lot of other areas right behind them, right? Well, that's only
0: because the Supreme Court has painted themselves into a corner that now that when they're presented with this particular set of circumstances, mm-hmm. due to precedent, if they stay the course— It gets extremely...
1: It does. That's what this is saying. Since the Hobby Lobby case, that was the first real litmus test on it, right? The court has basically said judges have to accept almost Mm -hmm. any religious claim, no matter how crazy it is.
0: Because if they change streams now, mm -hmm. then they're showing favoritism to one preferred religion over another religion. We can't have that.
1: So the point of this piece is is like this is a really big issue because... Mm -hmm. This case may not make it to the Supreme Court, but it could. But there are other cases that are getting into the Supreme Court right now that could really shape how all of this stuff plays out and really change how some of these religious freedom... Cases yep. are are coming forward. So, for example, you know, there's cases that are challenging rules issued by the Trump administration, and, and they're really afraid they're going to lose. But there's also – there's a case that the justices accepted uh, Monday of this week. It has been, as some people say, at the top of the religious conservative Supreme Court wish list. So this is going back to the city of Philadelphia – terminated a contract with Catholic Social Services recently. The Catholic Social Services or CSS was a private agency that was certified to find families to take in foster children. But because they refused to place any foster children with married same-sex couples. Mm.
0: This is one of many services that the city of Philadelphia used to right. place foster children with homes. So okay.
1: they are choosing the, the CSS is not is choosing to not abide by Philadelphia's fair practices ordinance which bars discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation, among other characteristics.
0: So the city of Philadelphia passed a law, basically, or passed mm-hmm. an ordinance, or a rule, or whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. that says that if you're going to get contracts from the city of Philadelphia mm-hmm. to place children in foster care, you cannot discriminate on the basis of sexual orientation.
1: And several other things. Yes. But that was one piece of it.
0: And the Catholic Church said, fuck that.
1: We don't want It's our strongly held
0: religious belief right. that blah, 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 right. we don't have to abide by that rule.
1: And they lost in federal district court, and they lost in the Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit. So this, the, the Court of Appeals said that the Philadelphia's non-discrimination policy mm-hmm. is a neutral, generally applicable law, and the religious views of the Catholic Services Group do not entitle it to an exception from that policy. The argument they're using in this is that as long as you're not singling out religion to be the thing that is hurt by your generally applicable ordinance then you have the right to say if you choose not to accept this you can't be a part of this yeah that's
0: on you yeah, that's on you us. that's yes, your choice right. not yes, on us yeah. these these are the rules that we have right. in place that in everybody order, who's that everybody do this has who, to participate who, who deals yeah. with mm-hmm. our our system has mm-hmm. has to fall into yeah. so they can still and operate
2: if, independently and, and do if their you own. have an
0: mm-hmm. issue with any of these rules that's fine we just won't
1: and, and it case right, is, right, he said that because this law applies to everyone, like here's what's happening Catholic Social Services, in one way, is saying, I want equal treatment among all the other agencies that are doing this, but I want special treatment because of this one thing.
0: Right. right I want right. my cake,
1: and I want, to I eat want my cake. But I also want, I would like
0: to eat this cake.
1: Yeah. Yes. I would yeah. like to do yeah. both of the things.
0: I'm sure the Catholic Charity Catholic saw, Social
1: Services, yeah. I, I'm sure they
0: saw the error in their ways. And,
1: uh, no, they still uh, <laughs> want to go to the Supreme Court with what? all of this. I'm right? But the really interesting thing about this.
0: They don't even see the hypocrisy in, in their argument. They do arguing.
1: not. They don't. mm so employment division versus Smith. This is a thirty-year-old. Okay. This is this is the precedent that's looking to be overturned. Okay. That they're trying to do that case held that as a general matter, the Constitution's free exercise clause provides no exemption from a generally applicable law so long as the law wasn't enacted to target religion. Okay, but what they're asking so as long is, as the
0: law wasn't punitive,
1: right? But they're wanting an exception to that to target a specific group of people. Our our strongly held
0: religious belief is that we are allowed to be bigots towards this particular group of people. Mm -hmm. Your rules say that we can't. Mm -hmm. We would like a special exception to your obviously far-reaching rules.
1: Right. That's where this whole religious freedom restoration act and religious land use and institutionalized persons act came from because they wanted to blunt the force of that decision of saying they're not targeting religion so buck up shut up yeah. or don't participate and so that's where the fall in line other or get out came of up yeah. right
2: And that's the one that Scalia was involved in?
1: No, Scalia gave an explanation of why the free exercise clause can't be read as a license to opt out from the general obligations of civic life. So he was supporting this 30-year-old law that these acts are now trying to blunt. And right, he actually right. said, which is just so weird that Scalia was on the right side. I know it. I know not it. like the correct side, not the right side. What? The correct side <laughs> of this law. But was he
0: on the correct side for the wrong reason? Was he on the correct side because there was a Christian entity that being on that side helped? Does that make sense?
1: I don't have the full okay. context, but let me read to you part of his decision. And I just think he was interpreting the law like it should have been no, interpreted.
0: Knowing here. Scalia. I would think that if he's on the right side of something, it's strictly by accident. Well,
1: so here's what he said. It may fairly be said, Justice Scalia wrote, that leaving accommodation to the political process will place at a relative disadvantage those religious practices that are not widely engaged in. But that unavoidable consequence of democratic government must be preferred to a system in which each conscience is a law unto itself, or in which judges weigh the social importance of all laws against the centrality of all religious beliefs. So he was basically saying separation of church and state with that, that the generally applicable law for the good of everyone has to be held higher than a particular religious belief in it. And it's just so odd. It's just so odd. Who
2: who was the replacement for Scalia? That was... um Gorsuch, Gorsuch, which supposedly is like a fan of his, so maybe he'd... he's right in line. Nobody knows.
1: So it's just going to be interesting to see where this goes because if we're yeah. going to continue yeah. to give religious exemption and preferential treatment and all of that, then I, we've got. I'm going to have to come up with some sincerely held religious beliefs in my religion of secular humanism. Of I don't know, but maybe not serving Southern Baptist or something. <laughs> you know, something, just, yeah we'll have to come up with it and start giving money to the uh, satanic temple to keep doing the absurd cases with it. So uh, yeah, I
2: mean, to me that's what they're going to have to define is is what do you mean by sincere and then belief? Those well, two terms. Are... And
1: as this country continues to change, so I listened to a podcast over the weekend, within the next 10 years in the state of Georgia, for example, white people will no longer be a majority in the state of Georgia.
0: Mm-hmm. It's already in
1: some states. Yeah, but like Western states, and and I don't see anything wrong with that. It's just going to change our the demographics and stuff. But by the same token, you know it's going to be a long time before Christianity is wiped out. But the growing number of people who don't identify as evangelical or don't identify as Christian, who maybe identify as spiritual but not religious or whatever else. This is all a power grab to hold on to the last vestiges right. yep. of the status quo that is, to paraphrase Dr. Dr. Horrible, sing-along blog, the status is really not Quo. Mm-hmm. It's just holding on to this a little bit, like the family wants to persevere yep. or preserve, not persevere, and bring in. So elections have consequences. Those include appointing justices for yeah, life yeah, and, and yeah. shaping policy for decades to come. So do better, yeah, so people.
0: This is, you know, religion is like a cornered animal. And it, so it's is, striking it, out. Is mm-hmm. that
2: in our Constitution where these judgeships are life terms? I mean, is
0: that something that we can take a look at at some point? Because to me, that is kind of absurd. Well, the whole idea was that to make it apolitical.
1: Correct. So there that a, the
0: judge didn't mm-hmm. have to worry about getting reelected every two years or every four years, every six years or whatever. That it was a, it, they just appointed them and then they didn't have the politics were done. It was mm-hmm. a done deal. Just mm-hmm. And your I believe hands, there is know.
1: a case that I believe there is a mechanism, and I don't remember this off the top of my head. I'd have to go back and look it up. But I believe there is a mechanism in which you can impeach a, a, judge. a sitting judge, right. like if you sure if a Supreme Court justice say was found to have dementia, yeah. or something that you and couldn't make that decision for themselves. I believe there's a way that you could get them removed yeah, from I've the heard bench. Of impeachment. But yeah, we yeah. do want to keep. I I do like the idea of keeping this as apolitical as possible. And you know, John Roberts. For whatever it's worth, like I feel as though in major... don't particularly think he did the best job during the impeachment trial. In a lot of Supreme Court cases, I feel like he has been interpreting the law in an apolitical way. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes that's fallen on the side that I like, and sometimes it's falling on, falling the, on the other side. side. Yeah. But I do feel like he's truly looking at this is what that law says.
0: He's not looking at it through a... Now, our current, prism
1: No no our current commander in chief believes that because Sonia Sotomayor and Ruth Bader Ginsburg are liberal that if any cases involving him get to the Supreme Court which I'm not they sure how re- he think that re- I'm not sure he understands how of yeah. course how cases he get doesn't. to the Supreme yeah. Court but that they should recuse themselves right. because yeah. they're liberal
0: as opposed yeah. to the two justices that he appointed those guys are fine right? because yeah. they're on board they're and on message
1: Clearly Kavanaugh yeah. is a Great oh. example of anybody who needs to hear anything having to do with women's rights. So, yeah, but that's neither here nor there right
0: Ugh. now. It'll be really interesting to see where this whole thing ends up at.
1: It will. It will. I know. I think we all had a
0: recommendation. I think we all
1: do. I have two recommendations. Oh my goodness! So, first, I listened to the scathing atheist this morning. Uh, Noah okay. Heath and Eli. Um, the, the latest. The latest one that came out this morning. In okay. If you've never listened to them, give them a listen. But Noah and his diatribe this morning put the fate of the free world on the hands of the critical on the heads of the critical thinkers and the skeptics. And now is our time to save oh, humanity. Well, sh- <laughs> oh, shit, Noah, step it up,
0: step it up.
1: Now is the time to save humanity by actually being critical thinkers by challenging. The people who are propagating BS and conspiracy theories and not backing up stuff, take the time to do the fact checking of a story before you share it. Take the time to call out somebody and tell them why something is a fake story and not a real story and do that action because the world's going to die if we don't. Um. So that's, that's my first recommendation. Yeah, is check no, that out. Absolutely. Second is to go back to the book I mentioned earlier, Tightrope. Um, okay. I haven't finished it yet, but it is a pretty. It is a very interesting and read. Who is the author of that again? Nicholas Kristoff and okay. his wife. And I'm sorry, it's unfair. I'm blanking on her name right now. Um, his name
2: sounds familiar. What
0: is he?
1: He's a columnist. Right. Okay. A columnist. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why And um, he's got okay. some very interesting, uh, you know, talking about both. He doesn't absolve anyone of personal responsibility, but he's also talking about how policies that have been enacted over the last generation or so, you know, 30 to 50 years, have impacted in getting us into the situations, all the situations that we are in now, and where there is some responsibility in those and what can be done about it. It's pretty fascinating. reading. Really.
2: Wow. So taking on personal responsibility. And what you got? Well, personal
1: responsibility and policy. So. i have to
2: read that book. Um, so my recommendations, I have I have two books that oh, I
0: highly recommend.
2: Or actually, if if you go to YouTube and put in Richard Wolf with two F's,
0: Richard D. Wolf W O
2: L F F. Yep. So I mean, you yeah, know, it's kind of like speaking to you're doing the um, you know the critical thinking kind of thing. It, you know, that's a perfect example. Is you know this last debate where they were. Kind of bannering that that word socialism around, and nobody really understands what it means. This is his latest book called Understanding Socialism, and the one he had out before that is called Understanding Marxism. So, if you want to really find out what these things are about, from you know a guy we'll that knows take it, take a little deeper dive. Take a little deeper dive. Those are two good books. Go to, I think he sells these directly off his website, which I don't remember the address for that. We can put a link, or from Amazon, which you know underpays its its workers.
0: But those are my recommendations. I had a recommendation, but I, I feel like mine's going to be the the parsley on the side of the plate next to the two big T <laughs> bones. I usually eat well, the parsley, so you know. go for it. Uh, no, actually, there's there's a really good documentary series that I've stumbled into, and I, you know stumbled into. It. It's, it's on HBO. It's, it's not like it's hidden. It's called McMillions. It's mm. a documentary series. I'm not even sure how many episodes there is, but there's about four of them that are out so far. McMillions. Basically, the Mc the McDonald's. Monopoly game, the whole fucking thing was rigged. Nobody, nobody in the history of the McDonald's Monopoly game legitimately really won that game anything no. over like a breakfast sandwich. Like the what million dollars. I don't th- remember this. Th- th- they had a Monopoly game f- that they it ran for years and, and years and years. You
1: were trying oh. to get all the little properties like yeah. You went on Monopoly. So,
0: like, park places were a dime a dozen, but boardwalks, there was only one of them because that was worth a million dollars oh, if you okay. had one. I vaguely of them. Yeah. remember. Mm-hmm. This, so, yeah. the it's a documentary series, like I said, on HBO, and the whole thing is about how the Jacksonville office of the FBI broke this case open, where oh. it was... I mean, there was the mob, and it was, it's, it's, a, it's a cast of characters right out of central casting. It's hilarious... Um, and, and extremely informative. So this, oh, is, a no, so this no, is a mockumentary? No, no, this is true.
1: This actually all happened. I'll have to put that on my treadmill and watch list once Absolutely. I'm done with... I'm, I'm in the middle of the mind of Aaron Hernandez. Oh,
0: yes. Right now,
1: yes. but that sounds like one that would be a good uh, treadmill documentary to watch.
0: HBO has always had good documentaries, mm-hmm. and this is just a, another one. Have you
1: watched one. the one about Elizabeth Holmes, the inventor? Yes,
0: yes. yes. All-time favorite HBO documentary... Was Paradise Lost, the Robin Hood Hills murders of the, which was the story of the West Memphis Three. Oh, yes.
1: Mm -hmm. If you remember Mm -hmm. that. Uh, I do.
0: Which is still available. If you've got HBO uh, streaming services, Mm -hmm. it's still available on there, even though it's 20 something years old. There
1: used to be another really good one on there, and I don't know if it still is, about the national obesity epidemic. And that's actually a really good one to watch, too. I mean I like a good documentary so...
2: Some of those old ones are on YouTube somebody like yes taped mm-hmm. them or whatever and put Well they on did there, they so.
0: did the original Paradise Lost then they did a second one a few years later After, and then they did a third one many years later when the guys got out mm-hmm. on the what the Alford
1: plea? And that's the one where Eddie Vedder and Johnny Depp and yes. all of them were helping with that but the Alford plea is that the one where
0: they basically said you will get out of jail today if you say that you you did it, and you don't hold us responsible for th- putting you in jail for the last 20 years.
1: Yeah, our book club will be reading Just Mercy for April, and that's okay. going to make us a little hot and heavy. Yeah. Not oh. okay with the offer plea, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's
0: a, that's so a tough that one. That is the next one mm-hmm. up then. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, on that note, hit us up. Drop us a line at godlessheathens at yahoo.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at Godless podcast. Follow us on Facebook, the Godless Heathens Podcast Discussion Group. It's hidden. It's private. Just search for Godless Heathens Podcast. Give us a request to join. Send us a request. We'll get you. We'll get you approved if you're good. And iTunes, subscribe, leave a five star rating. We, me and Jerry are going back and forth on this. We know the the reviews. The reviews are eye candy. They, they mean nothing. The ratings well, we'd like to see them. T-
1: the ratings it's... matter in where you return in in search results if someone's looking for it pushes you like up uh, just like anything else. It's a fucking algorithm. It's SEO. Yeah
0: and yeah. So do us a solid and leave us five stars. Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> It's an old, unholy
2: right-wing radical algorithm. <laughs> that's Jerry. Jeff, why are you oh, mad oh, at yeah. Jesus? Because he, you know, we invite him to this chair. We have this chair, extra mm-hmm. chair. We'll have to take a picture of this chair and post it. It's like the Jesus chair. We have an open invitation. He's never come down, you know. Fucking Jesus. Yeah, never, well, never shows and, up. Andy Stanley, we've invited him.
0: We've, 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 had, had, we've had an ongoing, like a revolving door.
2: The so only person that's ever sat here is our Tom. friend Tom. So Tom, so who put Tom back on because he's a real person that actually. You
0: throwing out an invitation to Tom? Is that what you're doing? Okay, because he shows up. Hey, hey, Tom shows up. That's one step better than Jesus. He's stepping in for Jesus. <laughs> <All
1: right.
0: laughs> well, we'll see y'all in two weeks. Good night. Good night. Shoot him with my gun He made me mad The devil's bad The devil is a bomb But the devil is my friend The devil is my friend Wherever I go The devil will go The devil is my friend And Godzilla is my friend Godzilla is my friend Wherever I go Godzilla go Godzilla is my friend And Shredenko was my friend And Grishnick was my friend Just bumped off now, Gorbachev is my friend And Frank Sinatra is my friend Frank Sinatra is my friend Wherever I go, Sinatra goes Frankie is my friend And Love and Rockets are my friends Love and Rockets are my friends David What I mean? With someone in the party And the devil is my friend yeah, the devil is my friend